Okay, everybody, welcome back to Barb and Around. I'm your host, Barb Walsh, and you're listening to me on CHMR 93.5 FM. I'm really excited today. Um, we have Ariel Sim in the house, and uh, I, I'm excited because this sort of mixture of music taken me to a new level. So Ariel is going to share some information. Uh, I got questions galore for her. We're going to play her music. There's three that are on the top of my head right now that I can't stop uh, listening to and thinking about. And even in the car, I don't know. I'm not thinking about it, but it comes out of my mouth. Um, But uh, I love it. Anyways, uh, welcome, Ariel. Oh, my goodness, Barb. It's so nice to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me. And for your warm welcome, like you've made my Friday so magical. So thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, you're making my day by releasing this EP and the single uh, Spirits today. First of all, the first question I want to ask you is what's it like growing up with parents who are jazz artists? I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's basically like growing up inside of a party, but a very you know focused party. They would play music throughout the day and throughout the week. And so it just kind of became a second language for us. I don't know if I'm always a very good communicator and I think I go to music uh, and I think it's because it's always just been part of my life. But my parents, you know, I have a lot of memories of them having all their musician friends over on the weekends and it'd be big, loud parties and the adults would just kind of take turns teaching us different instruments. So I didn't really realize it wasn't normal to party like that. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved to grow it up in your household for sure. <laughs> but y'all know out in the Maritimes, a good kitchen party. That's basically what it feels like. <laughs> except, except we don't have professional jazz artists and musicians around, but that's amazing. So what was it like working with your father, mother and brother uh, on this EP? It was so special. You know, my whole childhood, my dad, he kind of quit music in order to give us a better life. And he always said, you know, if you can take this seriously. And he always would say, you know, one day we'll take the family living room band out of the living room and into the studio. And it finally happened. And I found myself crying and I saw my dad's, you know, eyes tearing up. So it just felt like a kind of manifestation of a bigger thing, something bigger than me. And, definitely a bigger dream from a parent. So I just feel really blessed. You you are blessed and your music is blessing uh, people like me and I'm sure other people who are going to hear your music. Your voice is so amazing. I can't believe like this is your first EP. But anyways, let me carry on because I can get carried away here. Girl, you're too nice to me. <laughs> no, I love it. I love the style of the way I love the way you dressed. I loved the look I just loved a lot, but let me, let me go on because I've never been this excited because I, my husband even said that he can recite your music now because I had it on last night and I'm playing it over and over and I'm dancing with the dog and I'm dancing with my cat. And, (laughs) and he's like, now it's in my head. I'm like, it has to be in your head. This is an amazing, you'll anyways, let me keep going on. Um, (laughs) My goodness. You have no idea how much that means to me, honestly. Cause like, as an artist, you never know how things are going to land, you know? And I really remember being really nervous at first about sharing spirits. It felt like a really vulnerable story. And even just tapping into as many styles as it taps into, you never know how things will be received. And so when I get that type of message back from someone that it feels the way I want it to feel, like 
I don't think there's anything better you can hear as an artist, to be honest, Barb. So I'm grateful for that. Yes. <laughs> In your genre, I know you mentioned that you call it world music. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, you know, my friends at Town helped me with that because I didn't know what genre to call the music. I know at my base, my home base is jazz. I moved to the American South when I was 10 and got introduced to hip hop and I was going to, you know, soul music sessions and things like that. And then in university, I studied West African percussion and dance cultures. And I was always really drawn to, I think, more grounded and traditional sounds because I'm also Celtic, right? So I grew up with Celtic music. And there's something about the type of music that is more about community and about ritual that always really spoke more to me than anything else. And you feel that because that influenced jazz and that influenced hip hop and that influenced soul. And, you know, it's all really grounded in that intention of healing and, and being together. So I'm not necessarily like big G.O.D. soul music, but I hope that it gives you that same feeling of, you know, being held and being affirmed and knowing that, you know, there's support and energy and community around you, because that's what I feel like I need. <laughs> <laughs> It's the music that I kind of gravitate towards, you know, things that make you realize that there's something bigger than us and and that things are going to be all right if we just kind of stay focused and enjoy the music. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. And, and you know, and that's what I, I like about it, because it incorporates a little bit of everything. And what's your inspiration to write such beautiful words that transfer into music? Wow. Well, Spirits was... A poem I wrote, I was in the process of leaving some big organizational jobs. And I I struggle a little bit with where we are in the world today. You know, my mom and my dad are kind of salt of the earth people, but also work, you know, corporate jobs. And I think all of us who love nature and want, you know, the planet to be doing well so that we can thrive with it we feel this like tension and struggle, right? Um, How can we live in that? How can we live close to the planet? And how can we also live inside of all of this pain that we have, that we see around the world? Like Ukraine is in pain, Afghanistan is in pain. The American South is in pain. If you look at what's happening in Florida and Texas, we're in pain here in Toronto. There's so much complexity. And so how do we work through that, right? And so there's some lines in the, in spirits, like uh, my sister noted mid-pandemic, we have no good choices, raise our voices, come back to earth, give earth back to earth. You're not crazy. Listen to the spirits in your head. How long did it take you to complete this album? And did the pandemic affect that in any way? For sure. The album happened pretty quickly. It happened in about a year. And the pandemic really influenced it. I went from spending a lot of time in I was dancing a lot in a street dance company mm. and in an artist in motion group. And when the pandemic hit, all those community groups got taken away and all I had left was my room and myself. And in some ways it was a hidden gift because I had to really just use my own voice and go deep into what I had to say. And I think that this, my style evolved as a result because 
it allowed me to really just speak, you know, in a way that we don't always, if we're spending more time in community and listening and exchanging, you know, I spent a lot of time at online open mic nights with um, my friends, uh, Boogie McCabe and Dolo the Gifted and Yvette held this great session called the Dark Room Sessions. And to come online, no one was allowed to have their video on. It all had to be blackout. So it was just like us in a big black room and then people speaking their truth, sharing their poetry. And it was really deep because people were going through things in the pandemic. It was a hard time. Still are, right? Yeah, very hard time. And I would kind of test out poetry there and then... Instead of being at work, I spent a lot of time in the forest, walking in nature during the pandemic. And so a lot of the music kind of got sung and written out in nature. Um, And that gave me a lot of space to just focus, you know. So there's only three studio recorded songs, Rebirth, Follow Your Heart and Spirits. And the rest of the EP is actually voice memos from my phone that I've collected over the years. Um, And so I went back into this archive and listened through them. Some of them are, you know, me in the living room with my family. Some of them are voice notes from sounds in the park and stuff. And I guess I just layered the sounds and I wanted to stitch together the studio sounds so that it actually felt like you were in real life with me, you know, instead of just a bunch of really well-produced clean. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's a little gritty. Uh, Like it's not the cleanest. (laughs) But it's real. It feels real. It it feels good. Mm. You know, it feels true. Mm. feels true. So you've done many things, including, you know, the study of different arts and dance. How do you think studying all of this has contributed to making music? Well, coming out of university, I kind of had a choice to go all the way into professional arts um, or to go more in an anthropology direction. And I went towards anthropology. And I think looking back, I'm really glad because I needed to mature a bit. I think before I could really stand in my own voice as an artist, I was working through a lot of questions still in my early twenties about, you know, what's my position in the world and what different heritages do I belong to? And and how do we live in a diverse community and culture that is like very loving and co-creative, right? In my early twenties, I don't think I had as much strength of a vision yet and as much strength of experience so bringing that anthropology back into the music bringing the design back into the music bringing all of the facilitation around social justice that i'd been doing in my career back into the music i think now i feel a lot more grounded and chilled out maybe and you know just relaxed <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that happens to everyone, though, as we get older, we just get a little bit more relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) We hope. hope. (laughs) But yeah, it's true, though. And as you've mentioned, definitely you've studied various cultures through the study of cultural anthropology. These riches of the various culture that you've studied, they've seemed to have helped in the development of your music. Very much so. I have to shout out to all of the teachers and masters that I got to work with in university, Bernard Woma and Praise Zanenga and Barbia Williams and Mike Vercelli as well. And, you know, these masters of traditional styles, it's such an amazing commitment for your whole life to really become advocate for the culture, right? And then as a result, create opportunities for people to 
learn in a really meaningful way, not just about the music technique itself, but all of the ways of being around it, right? And I wish that for commercial music spaces a bit more, like I wish we could find a space and a way inside of commercial music to really allow ceremony to happen, you know, and really pay homage to the masters who in some ways it's a thankless job. You know, they're holding down a lot of wisdom and propagating it forward for future generations. And it's such an important role in society. And I don't think one that is given as much flowers as it could be. So I have a ton of respect and and just gratitude for having been able to study with the people I have over the years. How did you come up with the name Confessions in the Circle? Well, the circle is just a shape that you find all over the world in any type of traditional community, right? It's a space and a shape that is about not having a leader at the front, but that leadership is about being in circle and listening and kind of being an equal footing with each other. And I've always felt really inspired by that. And it's a really useful tool in social justice work too, right? To create a circle and, and allow every voice to be meaningful. Um, so for me, that is a container where we can, you know, bring our confessions and, and speak our truth. And so that's where the name came from. For me, this first volume was a bit more about me and my family and my own experience. But I hope over time, as I get more mature as an artist and get better at this, that I can really like open the circle up as well and um, make it a space where more confessions and, and, and truths can just be shared, you know? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I, I love the name and I, I think it's, it makes perfect sense. What are some themes that you'd like to explore? Well, I think at the base, I'm really an environmentalist. And I think for me, that's like a bigger metaphor for everything that's happening socially as well. Like, I think we have rejected our natural relationship with the planet. You know, we were supposed to live with plants and animals and you know, we're supposed to live in commune with everything around us, right? But the way we live now is very divorced from nature. You know, we live in a house and, you know, we have to go outside to see a plant or we have to go outside to see an animal. And so I think when you kind of follow that line through, we've done that with each other as well, right? Like we've also divided ourselves as humans. And so I really like themes of nature because I think nature inspires us to come back to a much more communal and like codependent way of being that requires us to be a lot more humble, right? And yes, and collaborative. (laughs) (laughs) And like in nature, one of my favorite, um, and like rebirth is inspired by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, who wrote women who run with the wolves. And she's a Jungian psychologist who believes in like life, death, life cycle. So everything is born to die, to be reborn again. And that decomposition is beautiful because it pulls things apart to their base elements so we can build with them again. Right. Mm -hmm. But as humans, I think we think that like death is ugly and it's smelly and it's something we don't want to look at and we don't want things to end. You know, we've been given this promise of infinite growth and infinite beauty and infinite youth. And I think that's actually our undoing, you know, if we could embrace decomposition and the ugly and all of that and see it actually as beautiful, I think it would open up something really different for us, you know? So yeah. I'm on my own journey with it. <laughs> I'm right there with you. You know, I love the way you integrate various instruments in your music. I think, I just think I heard a tin whistle. I'm not sure, but I thought I heard it. And the various other instruments, 
how do you determine what type of instrument you'll use in your music and where you'll use it? That's a great question. The vision was always that we could publish like an annotated bibliography of the music so that every reference was meaningful, right? Because I think that's how you pay honor to the traditions is being able to speak into them when you use them, right? So spirit specifically, choosing the saxophone and the flute is an homage to my parents and the influence of jazz in my life. And you hear my brother playing the guitar and he has a very special kind of guitar jazz style. And it's a bit folky and a bit jazzy. But then you'll hear in Spirits a whole Afrobeats kit that was constructed by La Wolf, who's the producer on that. Uh, so you hear clave and you hear djembe and you hear all sorts of different Afro instruments inside of the actual beat kit as well. That was really intentional. We wanted to do kind of Afro jazz fusion. We still don't know what genre to call that song, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Like Afro jazz soul is too many words. I know. Uh, (laughs) uh, And then follow your heart is a bit different. It's much more stripped down. All you hear is a conga line, a guitar line, vocals, and then a little bit of saxophone and piano at the end. And that's much more of an homage to like the living room vibe of my family and like the stripped down acoustic music that I grew up with in intimate space. And so I'm really interested in how to do more acoustic versions of things, but then also how to do, you know, fully danceable, fully stacked walls of sound, you know? My friend Raul Wilk is going to do a remix of Follow Your Heart to a house song. So we're gonna like take that song up to 125 beats per minute and bring it to the dance world. (laughs) So now we're gonna uh, just uh, stay with us. We're just gonna play Spirits. Everyone, this is Spirits by Ariel Sim. You're gonna love it just as much as I do. Here's Spirits.
My mom had dreams all her life, saw spirits in her mind, prophesied to us in waking time. I always imagined her wake up in cold sweats, run to our door, make sure we're still tucked, not dead on the floor. Chasing spirits and dodging curses, talked about the flame within, how to connect with kin, raise our voices, make good choices, give us back to her. You're not crazy, listen to the spirits in your head. funny thing wrapped up in pain and desire for personal gain so corrupted interrupted by the game we're asked to play asking you to quiet the spirits in your head but you're not crazy listen to the spirits in your head and the spirits say your miracle your miracle yeah your miracle your miracle yeah your miracle your miracle yeah don't forget your miracle searching for the light Meanwhile, I was flying in my dreams, chasing mountains and lovers, burning like a fireball, glorious, notorious for breaking hearts, only to break mine, cycling through time, chasing spirits and dodging curses, busy buying time and nice purses, didn't realize how far I'd gone, till the world stopped. But I'm not crazy, listen to the spirits in my head. Welcome back, everybody, to Barbin' Around. I'm your host, Barb Walsh. You're listening to us on CHMR 93.5 FM, and we are here today with Ariel Sim and her new EP and her single, Spirits. You have all just listened to it, and I'm sure you're going to fall in love with it, just as I have. Is there anyone that you would like to collaborate with? Oh, my goodness. I want to collaborate with lots of people. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to be more specific. I'll tell you something. I had Shad on my show not too long ago, and I was talking to him about collaboration, um, who he he would like to collaborate or who does he consider uh, collaborating with. And he said he'd like to get to know people that he collaborates with. But I don't think Shad has ever heard music like what you have released today. Um, It's on a different scale altogether. What do you think? Would Shad be somebody that you consider uh, collaborating with, you know, having the little rap piece or, you know, whatever? Rose Garden. Stop <laughs> it. You can't say that to me, Barb. <laughs> I love Shad. I mean, I'm not worthy, but if Shad would have me, I would take it. <laughs> uh, you have you- no idea. He like, Keep Shining and Rose Garden. Those are two tracks that got me through so many times in my life. I sing them to myself all the time. So yeah, Shad, if you're listening, hit me up. I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Better yet, after the interview, I'll just send an email and copy you and Shad so you guys can do your thing. Introduction. I think you would love it. I love Follow Your Heart as well. The choreography was innovative. I absolutely love the dance element. Who comes up with the choreography for the dancing? Well, 
In Spirits, there was some choreography, but mostly freestyle. Follow Your Heart was all freestyle dancing. So I did not choreograph. Really? Mm-hmm. All the... the, so, the... Uh-huh. I know, right? They oh are amazing. Uh, the four dancers, Raul Wilk is a house and Afro and jazz dancer. Beautiful teacher here in Toronto. Karine is a breaker. She's beautiful. You'll see her in the movie doing a lot of isolations and animation and some breaking. Mage is uh, an Afro and heels and really kind of all types of dancing she does. And then Elvina, you see her as well. And she does a lot of hip hop based street funk style. So I know each of those dancers from companies I've trained with or groups I belong to. So we belong to the same dance communities. And I reached out to each of them individually saying, hey, when you listen to this song, do you feel movement? Like, can you see yourself dancing to this? And they said, yes. And I was like, great, come to the studio. <laughs> and each of them got about like three goes at the song, no rehearsal, no nothing. And we just recorded them three times through dancing to the song. And then we just picked the best little bits of their freestyle. So I can't claim any credit on any of that. <laughs> what about your dance style in that video? Yeah, that was all freestyle as well. Really? You see a little, mm-hmm, oh. you see a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of uh, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of contemporary. I started dancing when I was four. The first type of dancing I did was actually Highland dancing, like Scottish dancing with the kilts, if you can believe it. I believe it. <laughs> and then uh, I went into ballet and tap, and then I got into Afro styles um, and really studied a lot more seriously, like Catherine Benham technique and um, Afro-contemporary and then traditional West African. And then when I came here to Toronto, there's a beautiful dance scene. You know, you have AC Mensa, Zara Badua, you have Dance Immersion. The list goes on and on, just like incredible people really holding down the art. And so I'm influenced by all of them. The pandemic let me kind of just be in my own body and let my own style come through. Raul was really inspiring that way. He really encourages people to just not try to dance in any style, but dance the way you want to move, if that makes sense. It does make Um, sense. You should see me at parties. It does make sense. I just dance. Yeah, girl. (laughs) I mean, I clearly need to come out there and have a kitchen party with y'all. Yes, you do. And and that's what Follow Your Heart uh, did to me. It got me up moving. It got me dancing. So at first I was looking at the video and I'm like, I'm like, no, man, I'm going to do this myself. And I started like rocking and and I'm like, and I love the way that girl, you know, I can't remember her name. She's down on the floor and she was like talking it down on the floor. And I was like, Oh girl, I'll spin it. Like, so I was just enjoying it. Tell me about that. What does this, what are the lyrics, the meanings of the lyrics? And what do you mean by follow your heart? Yes. That's Karine who's on the floor. She's okay. Yeah. She's amazing. Amazing. So beautiful. Um, Originally follow your heart was a seven minute song, kind of like spirits, just way too many lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Never enough. All good. Um, The full version of Follow Your Heart, it said, um, I would love to become an artist, become an artist. I I would love to every single day in any kind of way. I'll be there just so I can become an artist with you. Yeah, Follow Your Heart is really, when you come down to it, 
there's a lot of things in the world and in our lives that pull our attention, you know? Oh, I should do this. I need to get a house. I need to have a family. I need to, you know, just pay rent in Toronto. It's complicated. And so it's really easy to get distracted, right? And I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you're just grinding and then you realize that your soul is so sad or just like so depleted, you know, like, why am I doing this? And I read a friend of mine had shared this idea that there's this study where they show images to people and they had a sensor on the heart and then they had a sensor on the brain. And more often than not, the heart responded before the brain did. And it makes you think that maybe the heart is actually the like core operating system, you know, and we're not always listening to it. We're mostly listening to our brain. And so it's really an homage to like, follow your instinct, do what feels good. Um, even if it's not necessarily the most logical thing as a way to, you know, just really tap into your purpose. And, and when I started thinking that way, I noticed I started sleeping better. I started worrying less because I started this mantra, like I trust in the process of life, you know? I like that. And I feel like that requires us to go to a heart place, you know? So that's where that comes from. Okay. And with that said, we are going to play follow your heart by Ariel Sims. Everyone, enjoy. I play my cards. I see you smile at me. And when you are near, I feel so damn happy. Follow, 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 follow,
Welcome back to Barbin Around. We're still with Ariel Sim. We just listened to Follow Your Heart. I love it, love it. Hope you got up off your chair and started jamming. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. So I know that you're working on volume two of Confessions in the Circle. When can we expect that to be released? Oh, I'm so giddy. I really want to drop one of the songs like soon. It's too soon, but I just want to share it with the world. It's called Triumphant. Um, wow. Wow. Says, Powerful. You are triumphant. You are so triumphant. <laughs> I ain't never seen you looking so triumphant. Isn't it something that I could come in and just find you here sitting in my mind? You know, I love time spent between trees and bees. I see you in the knees of my forebear fathers. Don't know where to go, but know that someday I'll find you. Because I ain't never seen you looking so triumphant. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, any tours coming up soon? No tours right now. I'm going to be doing a show in Arizona. I'm, you know, from Arizona as well. And so I will be down there uh, in May and probably doing some shows at local venues down there, but no tours planned. We need to get one on the books. So maybe y'all can be the first stop. (laughs) And and that would be great. But if listeners want to access your music, how can they do that? They can get the music anywhere. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, really anywhere you listen to music. We also have videos out on YouTube. So if you're like to watch while you listen, just look up Ariel Sim, follow your heart and spirits on YouTube, and you'll be able to follow along with the dancing and the vibe. So yeah, give us a, give us a shout out. Thank you, Ariel, for hanging out with us today. Again, you're always welcome on my show and I hope to see you in Toronto this summer. If-